Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Monday, March 27th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. What I hear people say most frequently is that they don't know how the country got into the condition that it's in or got into the state that it's in. They don't understand what happened to the culture. They don't understand what happened to the judicial system. And they don't understand what happened to the banking system, etc. It goes on and on. The, the underlying principle is that they don't seem to understand how we got here. And I've been thinking a lot about that, and I've offered some thoughts in the past on prior podcasts, but this week I had, this past week actually, I had a, I would say, a new realization that I want to share with you. In order to do that, let me just go back to when I first went to law school to kind of lay the foundation for what it is I'm going to propose in terms of how we got here. When I went to law school and I took torts, torts is a subject that teaches about how an action or an inaction can cause harm or injury to a person. When I took torts, one of the first things you realize is that if, say, three people see an accident, you're going to get three different versions of that accident for a variety of reasons. Number one, depending on where those people were actually physically standing, you're going to get three different visual perspectives, but you're also going to get the perspective of people come to situation and circumstances with their own biases, with their own preconceived ideas about things. And those preconceptions play into what we see and how we interpret what we see. And of course, what we hear as well, what we see and hear. Yesterday, I had an experience in talking with a friend of mine. And again, I want to add this to the foundation of what I just said about perspective and how we determine what happens in a given situation. I want to add this because I think it is the logical next step in reaching the conclusion I'm going to reach. My friend, someone that I know well, like, have respect for, is a highly educated individual. She and I had a conversation yesterday, and it was around a special that's on Netflix right now. It's a documentary, and it's called Waco American Apocalypse. The reason that I watched it is because I happen to live in Waco, Texas, where the tragedy took place. And if you're unfamiliar with what that tragedy was, Back in 1993, a man by the name of David Koresh became the leader of a cult here in the city of Waco, and they were called the Branch Davidians. It was a deeply religious cult, and Koresh had messianic, what would we call them, visions about himself. He believed that he was God. He believed that he was the Messiah. There was a community there living on acreage, in the city, outside the city of Waco, or in the city limits of Waco, whatever, farmland, 
A large community of people were living there through a UPS driver who reported to, I guess it was uh, tobacco uh, and firearms, alcohol, tobacco and firearms, ATF, that a package he was delivering there was not quite sealed and he saw guns inside. And so he reported that and this led to a spiraling of events that ultimately became a standoff at the Waco compound of the Branch Davidians for 51 days between the federal government and the members of the cult led by David Koresh. And the outcome was truly tragic. The complete destruction by fire of the compound itself and 80 people, women and children included, burned to death inside. There's always been a narrative about what happened there, and that narrative comes from the United States government. But there's also been a less known narrative, which is the perspective of those who were involved in the cult. A director and a producer put together this documentary, and really what he wanted to do was get the human side of things, both from the government side, from the hostage negotiators, the hostage rescue team, and surviving members of the Branch Davidian cult. In my opinion, it's a fascinating documentary. Maybe I have a little more interest than you might because I live in the city of Waco, but mostly my interest is in seeing all and hearing all those perspectives because as I said at the outset, you need to hear all of the perspectives in order to, in in the end, come up with something that resembles accuracy as to what the totality of the event or the experience was. So my friend who is similar in age to me, and who remembers Waco and what happened here with the Branch Davidians, she has a particular mindset. And her mindset is that the government narrative is a lie and that they deliberately set out to kill these people, to destroy this cult, and to do away with David Koresh, who was the leader of the cult. And she really was fixed on that interpretation. I mentioned to her recently when we had lunch that this documentary was coming out on Netflix and that I was going to watch it, and I thought she would be interested in watching it too. It happens that over this past weekend, I watched the documentary. It's three parts, three singular episodes in order to tell the whole 51-day standoff story. And I texted her and said, I watched it. It's really informative. You would probably, you know, enjoy or benefit from watching it. And she didn't answer me initially. And then I texted something else about it. And she texted me back a comment that indicated that she was coming from that place of her deeply ingrained perspective that the government was totally at fault and that they had set out to kill these people. And I tried to tell her that that was not the whole story, that if she would watch the documentary, which by the way, the producer, the director, he's a known conservative. He's not there to sell the government's narrative. He really did in-depth interviews with the participants, both those who were there in terms of working for either ATF or working for the hostage rescue team or the hostage negotiation team or those who survived being in the building itself. There are people around who still were part of that entire experience. 
And I tried to tell her that, but her response to me was, there's so much, um, I don't think she used the word tragedy, but something similar to that. There's so much tragedy in the world right now that I don't care to revisit something that clearly happened so long ago. And in essence, her perspective is the only perspective she wants. I thought about that afterward. I thought about it particularly because she's a highly educated, deeply involved in current events individual. And yet she is unwilling to expose herself to facts that may cause her to question or to see differently something that she has believed for decades. Now, the irony of that is that my friend is someone who is conservative, socially and politically conservative, fiscally conservative, and she often says that people on the left and Democrats are unwilling to have a conversation. They believe what they believe and they are unwilling to face facts. And I find it sad and ironic that she was doing the very thing that she often accuses the left of doing, which is this refusal to open up to anything that may challenge what you currently believe. Those two things, my experience in law school and what it taught me about the need for full perspective on things, and my friend's unwillingness to own that she is doing the very thing she accuses the left of doing, got me thinking about the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is the question that I started with, which is, how did we get to where we are? How did the culture get so out of hand? How did the justice system become so corrupt? How did big business slowly begin to cripple the middle class? How are we in all of the foreign entrenchments that we're in? How did we get into this mess in Ukraine? All of that, I think, has at least one factor in common, and that is that we don't listen. You know, listening is an art. I really believe that. I've always believed that. And as a result, I've made it very much part of my life's agenda to pay attention to whoever I'm talking to and with and to hear them out. I have a tendency to interrupt people. I will grant you that because my brain and my mouth work really fast. But I realize that I'm doing it and I, I either say I'm sorry or I stop and I allow them to continue because I know that I cannot learn anything if I don't open myself up to someone else's perspective. Without someone else's perspective, you cannot have the full picture. If you are on the political left or you are on the political right, you only have one vantage point. And if you're not willing to listen, if I'm not willing to listen to people who see a situation differently than I do, then I can only remain entrapped in my own limited perspective. You know, a healthy, functioning, uncorrupted judicial system is in fact the best system ever created 
forgetting at the truth of things. Because what happens in a courtroom with the rules of evidence and the procedures that are followed in a trial, you bring to that venue, you bring to the courtroom the various perspectives through both the parties and witnesses and evidence. And in the end, it's a jury or a judge who attempts to bring that as of yet unseen perspective, which is, here's what most likely happened. Because now everything's been put out on the table. Hopefully everything's been put out on the table. People who come to the moment with the right ethics, the the right morals, and the right respect for the law, put everything out on the table and the court, the judge or the jury makes the conclusion. But if you don't have all those facts, you cannot do that. You need all the perspectives. I think we stopped listening to each other quite some time ago. And at the same time that we stopped listening to one another, we stopped listening in essence to what was going on around us. And I think there's a reason for that too. I think once, I guess it was CNN that began 24-7 News, once we became inundated with 24-7 News and add to that the rapid pace of technology and what it has done to the pace of our own lives, I think people just became unable, unable to be available for everything that swirls around us. We can't possibly process it all. And the faster it's gotten, the more we've had to filter it out. So I think there was probably a lot of news over the last 20 years that we either didn't listen to or didn't have the time or the energy to take seriously. And things began to happen because we were not paying attention. And we weren't paying attention because we weren't listening. And then, of course, we simultaneously stopped listening to each other. And we stopped listening to each other because the more polarized we got, the more divided we got, the less willing we became to entertain anyone's thoughts that were outside of the perspective that we had hunkered down into. So why don't we listen? Well, I think one of the reasons we don't listen is we're egocentric and we're self-absorbed and people just don't listen to other people. They nod their heads. They do active listening. They say, yes, 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 while you're talking, but their eyes are glazed over because they're really not listening to you. I think there's an element of egocentricism and I think there's an element of self-absorption in that. I also think that People don't listen because they're afraid to listen. They're afraid to take in thoughts that may rock what they believe, that may cause them to have to question their own belief system, that may cause them to have to alter their own perspective. I don't think people are willing to do that with ease. And so the easy route is to simply not really listen. Because if you don't really listen, then you don't really take it in. And if you don't really take it in, you don't have to do anything about it. And again, I go back to this 24-7 inundation of news and information. There's only so much and for how long you can do that. And then it just begins to wear on you. And so you tune it out. 
And to add insult to injury, the only things we actually let in are the things that continue to reinforce the beliefs we already have. I often talk about how I enjoy watching Senate hearings. I enjoy watching them question witnesses that are before House subcommittees or Senate subcommittees. And the reason I enjoy it, and it's the lawyer in me, I'm sure, is that in the questioning and then in the listening to the answers, the true listening to the answers, you begin to understand who these people are that perhaps are being appointed to public office. You know, just recently, I think in the last couple days, the appointee, I think his last name was Washington, to head the FAA, director of the Federal Aviation Administration, withdrew his nomination. Why? Because in the questioning, and I did a whole, I did, well, I did half a podcast on this. In the questioning of him in the confirmation hearings, it became clear that he knew nothing about aviation. Well, you can't make someone the director of the FAA who doesn't understand anything about the position for which he is being proposed. Listening gets you a lot. Listening can be very empowering. Listening is the path to enlightenment. Because again, you know, I always used to say living life alone is like living a life without a mirror. Because it's only when you live with someone else, be it a spouse, a child, a friend, a roommate, whoever it is, that you get a reflection of yourself. Otherwise, you only see yourself through your own eyes, which is definitely not how others see you. It's the same thing with listening. If you only walk around maintaining the things you already know and already believe in and do not allow anything or anyone to pierce that veil, you can't grow. You can't become any more enlightened than you are. And my suspicion is, is that people who walk around doing that their whole lives are barely enlightened, if enlightened at all. So among the other reasons that I think we're in this predicament that we're in is that we have discarded the art of listening. And I would encourage you in your personal life, in your professional life, and even in your, let's call it political life, in whatever position you hold now, try to be open to hearing another perspective. It doesn't mean that the other perspective will necessarily change where you are. In fact, it may help you strengthen where you are because you may see the weakness in the other perspective, but you're never going to know unless you open your mind to the possibility. Because while a new perspective may have a lot of flaws, it can also hold a little bit of truth. And if you can separate the wheat from the chaff, if you can take the truth of what someone with a different perspective has to say and incorporate and integrate that into what you already know and believe, you will become the better person. You will become the more informed and you will become someone who is no longer part of the problem of a world that is filled, and certainly a culture, the United States, that is filled with polarization and the refusal to hear the other side out. 
I like to give, when I do these podcasts, hopefully something that has practical value. And I think the art of listening has a lot of practical value and a lot of potential on the upside. So consider it and maybe even practice it. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Sunday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.